Good evening. I'd be disappointed, except we had a lot of people came through this afternoon and received ashes as the drive-through. So you are the faithful that came out at night. Welcome to King of Kings for Ash Wednesday. I imagine a few more might drift in, but let's begin. Um, I pretty much have all the standard announcements that we've heard, except for one. I want to let you know that uh, for those who remember Mike McCoy, Mike and Jan McCoys are members here, but they moved north several years ago to be around family. He apparently is in the hospital with a mild case of congestive heart failure. So um, keep the McCoys in your, your uh, prayers. Congestive heart failure sounds scary, but people live with this for 20 years. It's, it's ultimately treatable. So just keep the McCoys in your prayers. They left us know because they still think about us and check in online. Well, hello there, folks at home. Um, so I'm going to ask that we, those who are ready, let's open with the hymn. So I invite those who are able to stand.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God created us to experience joy in communion with him, to love all humanity, and to live in harmony with all his creation. But sin separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation. So we do not enjoy the life our creator intended for us. Also, by our sin, we grieve our father, who does not desire us to come under judgment, but to turn to him and live. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we are called to struggle against everything that leads us away from the love of God and neighbor. Repentance, fasting, prayer, and works of love, the discipline of Lent, help us wage our spiritual warfare. I invite you, therefore, to commit yourself to this struggle and confess your sins, asking God, our Father, for strength to persevere in your Lenten discipline. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion, saints, on heaven and earth that we have sinned, were indeed, by what we have done and what we have not loved. We have not loved you with our whole heart, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We grieved your Holy Spirit. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience in our lives. We confess to you, Lord, our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our exploitation of other people. We confess to you, Lord, our anger at our own frustration and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves. We confess to you, Lord. Our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work. We confess to you, Lord. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us. We confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done for our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance, Lord. For all the false judgments, for an uncharitable thoughts towards our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt for those who differ from us. Accept our repentance, Lord. For our waste and pollution of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us. Restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. Amen. Please be seated. I invite those who would wish to receive the imposition of ashes to come forward.
Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world by the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord. Bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, does not desire the death of sinners, but rather that they may turn from their wickedness and live. Therefore, we implore him to grant us true repentance in his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do on this day, and that the rest of our life, rest of our life might be pure and holy, and that at last we may come to his eternal joy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Almighty and living God, you hate nothing you have made, and you forgave the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us a new and honest heart, so that truly repenting of our sins, we may receive from you, the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and your Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from old, nor will again be after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relents and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room, and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. We do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among us, among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us read responsibly Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash me through and through from my wickedness. For I know my offenses. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Let me hear joy and gladness. Hide your face from my sins. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And sustain me with your spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders. And sinners shall restore to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God of my salvation. 
O Lord, open my lips. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A reading from 2 Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacles in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way, through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones 
to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. remembers that song okay it was kind of like an anthem for an age it was the late 1960s our country was going through some very disruptive times and this song was sung by um, Grace Slick wrote it and sang it with the group she was part of Jefferson Airplane and many people claimed that it was about doing drugs, and it was particularly psychedelic drugs like LSD. I saw an interview with Grace Slick years later. Um, it was uh, Ken Burns's PBS special, Rock and Roll. She was really quite uh, articulate and much more self-effacing than I would have figured. She says, I really, didn't, I really didn't have a great voice. I had a powerful voice in a very small range. I could belt it out. But she says, I couldn't sing real high and I couldn't sing real low. And they asked her about White Rabbit. She had written this song and the legend was she had written it after doing LSD. And she just laughed and she says, yeah, they like to say that and it was the time so they went with it. They said, well, what does it mean? And she goes, well, it was more about not being afraid to get educated about stuff, not being afraid to try new experiences, to get out of yourself, out of your little world, because it's a big world around you. Now, I am a firm believer that when people fall away from going to worship, when people fall away from the regular reading of the Bible and reading those saints that have gone before us that I've digested this material for us over and over again, that God does not just sit back and wait patiently, that he puts words into people. And you'll hear the good news, you'll hear God's word in the most unusual places. And as I heard this song, it was about a, a month and a half ago, I heard it on some show as a tail off, and then I heard it again, and then it kept running through my head, so I've learned when I'm getting a message like that, look into it. So I looked it up, and I listened to it, and I read through the words, and the words are maybe a little bit more prophetic to our time, where we're going through some really unsettled times in our country and our world. The second verse starts out, if you go chasing rabbits and you know you're going to fall, well, 
It seems to me that a lot of people have gone down rabbit holes and these conspiracy theories, when I hear people say them, I think it was QAnon, and I heard some of the things that were being espoused, I'm thinking, are you really serious about this? That the, there's a Jewish cabal which has space lasers and they're starting forest fires in California. Are you really serious about this? When the men on the chessboard get up and tell you where to go, I have noticed that news, particularly certain news stations, spend much more time telling you what to think about the news and what it means and twisting it than they do just simply reporting what's happened. And people get all inflamed about stuff that, what is it you're really talking about? When logic and proportion have fallen sloppy dead, and when I hear people talk about things like critical race theory, and well, what is it? Tell me what it is. They can't, they don't know what it is. Well, you must be woke. Of course I'm woke, but tell me what it means. And even as it came up in a trial in this state, the answer that was finally given by the governor's staff was gobbledygook, it was doublespeak. Why do we fall for this over and over? And I think the line that answers this comes at the very end of the song. Remember what the Dormouse said, feed your head, feed your head. Now, how, what does that mean for your, we can feed our head a lot of things. In a society where we spend a lot of time sitting in front of a television and having, if you look at most network programming, it is one-third advertising. So one-third of the time you are spending watching entertainment, you are having messages of what you need. They may be a man, they don't sig smoke the same cigarettes as me. I think that was Mick Jagger. You know, I can't get no satisfaction. We get these ads telling us what we need. Tell her you really love her, buy her a Lexus. I love that one. Dear, I love you very much, but you're not getting a Lexus this year or ever. <laughs> what do we feed our head? And I'm not saying that the small screen is all bad. There's some really good entertainment. There's some really provocative entertainment. I mentioned the Ken Burns series. So I've seen several of them. The one on Vietnam was so disturbing that I had to stop watching it. But that doesn't mean it wasn't good. But there is so much. How many people do you know spend their entire weekend watching football? And I mean, I don't have anything against football. And I think playing football for young boys teaches a certain amount of teamwork and it teaches how to work together. But come on, you're watching, it's, you're not accomplishing anything. You're sitting on television, stuffing, you're sitting in front of TV, stuffing your face. What are you feeding your head? Jesus has been fasting, as the story says, for 40 days and 40 nights. Have you ever fasted? No. I've done it for two days and all I thought about was food. Oh, 40 days and 40 nights. And he was famished. And the devil challenges Jesus, well, if you are the son of God, 
command these stones to turn into bread. And Jesus' response is reminiscent, or I should say the Dormouse's instructions are reminiscent of Jesus' response. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Well, how do we hear those words that come from the mouth of God? What are the essences of the God that we worship? Beauty, steadfastness, love, faith, hope. When was the last time any of us walked through an art gallery and sat in front of pieces and actually tried to think about what is the painter or the sculptor trying to convey? How many of us is read more than we watch television? And I don't care if it's just novels, because I've found that many fiction novels have incredible insight. These authors have done great study. I'm reading right now Robert Parker's Jesse Stone series. There's 21 books in this, and I go through about one each day, okay? And Robert Parker also wrote Spencer, and he's very insightful, particularly in this um, Jesse Stone. And Jesse Stone, they made some movies about Jesse Stone. I think it was Tom Selleck starred in the role. But he is a very dark character. He is struggling with an objectified love, an ex-wife that doesn't, he can't quite get over it. He's struggling with um, alcohol. And is he an alcoholic or does he just like to drink too much? And meanwhile, he is solving these crimes. But it's his, his sessions when he's sitting with his therapist and the conversation back and forth. Sometimes I have to stop and I'll say to Marjorie, you got to hear this back and forth. She says, How's that? I said, it hits a little too close for home sometimes. How do you feed your head? What do you do? And there's the obvious one. And since we're in the church, do we read scripture? And do we read it in with a group of people? Do we try different ways of reading scripture? Because I've had many people say to me, both as a pastor and before I was a pastor, well, I'd love to read the Bible, but quite frankly, I don't understand it. It gets weird really quick. And yes, it does. But when people sit down, even just a group of lay people sit down and slowly read through the Bible and reflect on how it's speaking to them at that point and sharing their perspectives, it's amazing how loud the voice of God comes and how nourishing the voice of God is. Now, when we talk about feeding your heads, you have a cross placed on your forehead right now, the very source of where the nutrition needs to go. And that cross is a very sobering reminder that none of us get out of this alive. You started out as dust, and you're going to end out as dust. And do you want to spend your days, the days that you have here, the days that you've been blessed with, and not one of us knows how many days that is. And do you want to spend your days in pettiness and jealousy and angst about made-up conspiracies? Or do you want to spend your days glorifying God, nourishing yourself on the words of God, those words of love and beauty and faith and hope? And it can't be said enough because those ashes 
are in the shape of a cross, it's a promise that will feed all of us that we can truly live. Amen. In Christ, you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and have our the seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our sin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. you to be seated. We have, for those who are new here, we have prayers printed. They're great prayers. We don't use them in the service. We invite you to take them home. They're good prayers if you need prayers. But the prayers of the church or the prayers of the people come from the people. And we divide that into two areas, joys or those places where you want to be saying to God, thank you, or praising God. Um, And the other is our concerns where you're asking God for help for intercession. So do we have some joys that we'd like to share this evening? Don't be shy here. Yes, Lee. Make sure you're on. There we go. Well, next week, my daughter and her spouse and the two little ones and she's expecting a third one in May. Woo-hoo. We're supposed to come in for a couple of days. We got a call last night. They'll be here Sunday night, and they're staying till the 9th of March. So I'm going to have all my little munchkins around me. Wow, what a treat. Joy, thank you for sharing. Yes. Other, other joys. I got two I'd like to share. Um, the first was we had our council meeting last night, and we were done by 8 o'clock. So <laughs> that's always a joy. But the other one was we did drive through communion today. And I don't know how many people we had. Chris said to me halfway through, have you been counting? I said, no, I never count. Um, it seemed like it was really busy for a little while. We actually got started earlier. People were showing up at 20 or 12, and we weren't even quite set up yet. I never even got my collar on. That was all right as far as I was concerned. Um, but we had a really nice regular turnover people coming in. And while we did have people who normally come to worship here, 
because they weren't going to be coming out tonight or they just wanted to make sure they got it done. Um, we also had a number of people who were just checking it out. And when you hear stories like, um, I, f I grew up in a particular church and I fell away from this faith and I felt I needed to come back. So I figured this is a place that I could come and start. And I mean, that's why I do that. So people can, you know, it's kind of safe. You don't even have to get out of the car, but you get that reminder of mortality and the importance of living in relationship with God in one fell swoop. So that's a real joy that I want to thank God that that happened. Do we have any other joys that we want to share this evening? How about concerns? Are there any situations that you are praying for that you want to raise up for God's attention? Okay. One, one joy, which was I came today for ashes. Yes, you did. And I met you, and that was wonderful. But my sadness and my loss is that my older brother hasn't been to church for 30 years. And I'm praying and praying and praying for him. His name is Emilio. Okay, thank you. you. Um, a friend of mine uh, has lost his... Um, she has lost her adopted father. He died last week. But she also found out that her biological mother, who she only met for a week in uh, Christmas time, died in a fire the other day. Oh, my. So she's had a double. A double. And, and the name's so. Well, Meredith, Meredith. Melody? Melody. Melody. Okay. Any other concerns? Well, as a lot of you know, I used to belong to the fire department in New York. <laughs> and several of our members were also police officers. And there's one young lady that was there when I got there. Her name was Judy Arroyo. It is Judy Arroyo. She became a police officer, and she's a sergeant in the Long Beach Fire Department. And the other day, she was on her way to work and saw a house on fire and went in and literally saved the person, went in, found them, dragged them out. This girl is no bigger, I mean, she's no bigger in a minute. And she dragged her out, but she became overcame with the smoke. And they took her to Long Beach Hospital. It was a bit touch and go for a while, but they say she'll probably be okay. And I'd like to raise prayers up for her okay. to hope that she gets better. And that's Judy? Judy Aboyo. Judy, okay. Did you have your hand up, Barry? You got a mic. Uh, yes, Pastor. Um, many of us know uh, Wayne Jacobson, I haven't heard from him in quite some time. Uh, Wayne, I don't know if you were ever able to get on the internet and find us, but uh, just know that we're praying for you. Wayne had, is from Wisconsin, and he had come down, as he does every year, for his uh, snowbird session, and he had a problem with balance and had fallen. He went into rehab, they brought him home. He. Uh, apparently only lasted a day or two and he had to go back into rehab and I have called his number a few times uh, that he used to be able to answer and I have not been able to get, okay. get an answer so prayers for Wayne and hope that he's he's doing okay and uh, but you know we, we can hear from him because we are thinking about you Wayne we're praying okay. for you yes Wayne we are thinking about you um, he I talked to him as well 
And I had left it, when you get settled, give me a call, and I was gonna arrange to come over with you so we get them all hooked up, and I haven't heard. And it was you reminding me that, yeah, it's been a little while and we haven't heard. So we're gonna keep waiting in our prayers. Any others? I got one other. When I got here last night for council, it was, I was here a little early, and I was actually looking for the ashes so I could make sure that we had everything for today. And Al stuck his head in and said, there's a guy out here who wants to see you. Um, he wants to know if he can talk to the pastor. And I said to Al, you know, the cynic kicks in. I said, I probably want something. So I went out and talked to him. It was a gentleman, it was an older man. He was in one of those um, rascals, you know, cooters. Um, and he said, I, I just wanted to talk to a pastor. He goes, I'm going through some stuff. He says, I have a very good friend. We've been friends for a while and he's dying and I don't know what I can do. Naturally, I chastised myself for having cynical thoughts. And I replied, and this is always something good to remember, you don't have to do anything other than to just be present. And that is, probably goes further than anything else. And if, you, if he's conscious and you can talk to him, let him know that he's been a good friend. Let him know that you've really tr appreciated the friendship and even tell him that you love him. And I said, that's, that's all you can do. And then we'll pray for a, a, a comfortable passing. So I wanna lift up Larry, who's a gentleman who I talked to last night, as well as Phil, who is his friend. And uh, with that, let us pray. And when I, I'm gonna pause and I'll hold the microphone, shout out those names. Not that God needs to hear them, but it, it's help if we hear them. Remember that when we pray, that we can lift names up. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this moment to stop and reflect on our mortality. We thank you for the message of the cross and the trust that we know regardless of what happens at the end that you've promised that you will be with us. Lord, we, we, we lift up all those joys and appreciations that we've shared saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we lift up those concerns that we're asking for help. We pray especially for Larry, Phil. Lord, we ask, help them, help them, help them. Lord, we pray these things and all things that we pray, trusting in the goodness and mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let the people say, Amen. Amen.
Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. God of good gifts, receive these and all our offerings as we present them in faithful service for the sake of your gospel. Prepare our hearts to receive you in this meal as you pour out your very presence through Christ Jesus, the wellspring of eternal life. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, who through, through, his, through our, give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Now we will sing the Lord's Prayer.
The gifts of God for the people of God. Please be seated. Everyone is welcomed at this communion table. Um, as the instructor in, sends you forward, you can come up. You'll be giving a bread which you can dip into either cup. One cup contains grape juice, which is a light, clear color, and the other one contains wine that's the dark red color. Um, if you're still concerned about germs with COVID, we have individual, the wrapped servings in the back. If you're not able to come forward, just let the usher know and we will bring the communion to you. The body of Christ is given for you.
embody God at your table, we have tasted the goodness of Jesus. We have indeed fed on your word. With the eyes of our hearts open to your promise, empower us to hear the needs of our neighbors and touch the world with your love. God, giver of love, Christ, the resurrection and the life and the Holy Spirit of rebirth, bless you in this Lenten journey. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, serve in love.